Hello and welcome to the Friendly City Insider Podcast, your inside look at news and events from Moose Jaw City Hall. I'm Communications Manager Craig Hemingway, and on this episode, 13 Ways to Kill Your Community. We'll hear from the man who wrote the book on what to do if you don't want your community to thrive, author and community therapist Doug Griffiths, who is in Moose Jaw on June 6th to give us his presentation at a well-attended event, and he took some time with us that night as well. What is a municipality's role in engaging the community? Where do residents fit in, and what are their responsibilities? Doug will tell us in a few minutes. First, wanted to remind you that it is Parks and Recreation Month here in June, and the city's Parks and Rec Department has plenty planned if you haven't already noticed. There are free activities in Waccamaw Valley every single Wednesday night. The rest of the month looks like this. June 13th, canoeing and kayaking at River Park Campground. June 20th, dance fitness at the Kinsman Wellesley Pavilion. And on June 27th, a guided bird walk also starting at the Kinsman Wellesley Pavilion. Now, if you want more information on that or a complete look at the Summer Recreation Guide, all you can do to have fun and stay cool and enjoy the city's parks during the summertime, you can find the Parks and Rec Guide through our link at moosejaw.ca. And don't forget, June 11th, the Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool opens for another season, as do our three splash parks across the city. And of course, on the 11th, the Kinsman Sportsplex Pool goes under its annual shutdown for maintenance. It will reopen July 2nd. By the way, a big shout out to our Parks and Rec crews who have done a whole lot of planting this month. You may have noticed a lot of flowers blooming and there's more to come. We're planting a total of 3,266 perennials across the city through spring. 164 shrubs, 75 trees. Now those trees are mostly new boulevard trees, replacing ones that were removed or new trees ordered through the Trees for New Subdivisions program. We are planting, give or take a couple, 42,800 annual plants in flower beds, pots and baskets in Crescent Park, downtown and at the south end of the 4th Avenue Bridge. So things really blooming here in uh, this recent rain, uh, coupled with some uh, heat coming right away. Going to make things a boom and bloom here in the city of Moose Jaw. Looking great as we head into summer. Now, back to killing our community. Doug Griffiths grew up in Coronation, Alberta, lives in Ard Rawson, just east of Sherwood Park. He became an MLA at the age of 29 and during his time in government was a parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Agriculture and Rural Development, was involved in numerous committees and has chaired the Standing Committee on Energy and Sustainable Development Rural Development Strategies Task Force, also MLA Steering Committee for Rural Development, and was Vice Chair of the Standing Committee on Public Accounts. And through his time in the government, spent a lot of time, several months on the road, visiting almost every single community in the province of Alberta, and finding out what was working for those communities and what wasn't working for those communities. And through those visits, he uh, stumbled upon a lot of common factors in those that weren't succeeding and those that were in fact and they formed 13 ways to kill your community a book that is now in its second publication and he's uh, coming up with even more ways that he's discovered over the years Doug himself uh, now is president and CEO of 13 Ways Incorporated, a company he founded to uh, give consultation to struggling North American communities. And he visited the city of Moose Jaw this week, gave a presentation 
uh, at the Moose Jaw Museum uh, Art Gallery Performing Arts Theater and did spend some time with our city council and administration uh, to do some strategic planning as well on June 7th. And he was able to take a, a few minutes with us talk about uh, his book and, and our community. And before we get to there, I will give you the 13 ways real quickly. Here are the 13 ways to kill your community according to Doug Griffiths. Don't have quality water. Don't attract business. Ignore your youth. Deceive yourself about your real needs or values. Don't shop local. Don't paint. Don't cooperate. Live in the past. Ignore your seniors. Reject everything new. Ignore outsiders. Become complacent and don't take responsibility. Now, we're not going to go over what's behind all of those 13 ways. You can get the book and read for yourself. But since we did just talk a moments ago about all the flowers being planted in Moose Jaw, you know, some residents have asked us, you know, why are we investing money in plants, in beautification, as opposed to more money maybe that could go towards infrastructure? We wanted Doug to elaborate on chapter six to answer that question. Don't paint. A lot of people that say, oh, come on, that's beautification and it's it's nice to have, but we really need to deal with those core infrastructure issues. Except that as humans, we're attracted to aesthetically pleasing things, aesthetically, you know, beautiful people, beautiful cars, beautiful houses, and beautiful communities are the same. And so if a community, um, and there are cases of it, where they overinvest in all the core stuff for 10 years, they invest every human resource, every dollar they have into the core stuff, but for that whole 10 years, even though they're they're improving the community, people aren't attracted to it. They don't realize how beautiful it is on the inside and they keep driving by. And and then by then it's too late. People have uh, don't realize how wonderful the community is. So the, the outside appearance of the community reflects the, its quality on the inside, just like with people. So it's important to beautify, to let people know you have confidence in your future and, and confidence in what you're going to be and, and continuing to become and how wonderful you are. It, it's the outward sign of whether or not you believe in yourself. So beautification is important for a community success. Yeah. Um, and you talk a lot about, and you've had so much experience in dealing in, in various levels of politics, lots of provincial politics and, and otherwise. But And so certainly you've spent a lot of time on the road engaging with, with, with voters. Uh, and communities and finding out uh, what they want. And, and oftentimes the things you you hear, you'll hear maybe more and more in-depth uh, comments than maybe say what the local politicians would hear, that sort of thing. Um, can you talk about communication and with voters and how a municipality should communicate with, uh, with their residents and then vice versa, how residents should feel they can communicate and what to expect from their municipality? Well, I, you know, I think at, at its core, it, the community and the municipality have to be open and honest with each other, be able to talk frankly and be willing to challenge each other to find solutions. And traveling around all over North America, working with communities, I, I piece together what we hear are little bits of stories in communities become an entire picture of a mindset um, in the general scheme of things. And the biggest... Um, the um, challenge we have going forward is that too many people are, are too often afraid of adapting to change. And yet change is going to come anyway. So you start with open communication so that you can, you can plan and talk about what the future is going to be. And education has to go along with it, not just communication. We, we have a tendency actually in municipalities and even the, the provincial level to default to asking the public what they want. But we didn't tell them what the opportunities were or the solutions potentially could be. And as... Uh, 
as Henry Ford said, you know, b before he invented the Model T, he said, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. If you don't have some education about what the opportunities are in the future that come from the municipality, then you're, you're asking a question that might not be terribly informed. So you've got the municipality's got to provide a lot of new information about the opportunities and the decision processes. And then they can't be afraid to get um, blunt questions back from the public about what we're doing and what it means. Uh, and together you plan for the future and make sure you're ready for the change that's coming. In your presentation uh, on Wednesday night, you, you, know, you said, I'm not naming names <laughs> because then everybody thinks it might be about them. And yeah. then you've been to hundreds of communities and so I guess having spent just a couple of days here in Moose Jaw, uh, parallels to, and maybe you don't have to be specific, but I suspect you've seen already parallels to things you find in other communities, things that we think maybe as residents are, are unique. They're only our problems or solutions, but they aren't necessarily that unique, are they? No, no. You know, I don't name names specifically because if I talk about the challenges some communities face and I name the name or what they've done, uh, to mess up the community. People say, oh yeah, that's them, they're stupid. But when I don't name names, most of the time people say, is that, is that, are they, did you write about us? <laughs> so I don't name names, but it, it doesn't matter. Everywhere around North America, probably the world, a lot of communities are facing similar challenges. They've got a new generation, a powerful generation of millennials and the I generation that follows them that are looking for different qualities of life. We've got changes in technology. Um, you know, our downtowns, we're trying to decide what to do going forward in the future because we're losing uh, businesses, because more online retail is coming. So we're trying to figure out how to redesign our downtowns and build for the future and very similar challenges. But uh, you know, being in Moose Jaw for the first time since I was a little kid, um, again, um, this is an amazing city with incredible potential. You're, you're only 30 minutes from the capital with a beautiful downtown core, um, still small enough that it's got a real authentic community feel and it's just in a beautiful location. I just see nothing but opportunities. And I, I think one of the reasons why I'm here is to help um, maybe, I don't know, push the community a little bit to start to explore what, what its potential can what potential can turn into reality because there's so much beauty um, in the people and in the landscape and in the in the architecture that that just it makes quality of life great and I know there'll be more people that want to live here and this community can grow by leaps and bounds with business industry and families um, with the with the right approach over the next 10 years. Well, it's highly interesting stuff, and we thank you for your time here. And uh, I guess we'll let you give a plug. People want to find out more. If they missed the presentation, they want to read your book or just read more about it and, and, and what you're all about, how do they find out more? Uh, it, the website is 13ways.ca, 13-W-A-Y-S.ca. And on there, there's they can find out how to how to get the book. They can see videos of the presentations I've done. Um, there's there's columns on there, blogs, where I'm, I'm constantly writing on new issues every week. Um, they can explore and see if there's anything of value to them. And if anyone ever has a question, my phone number and email are right there. They're welcome to send me a note and ask me any questions they have. Our thanks again to Doug Griffiths, author of 13 Ways to Kill Your Community. We thank him for joining us. We thank you for joining us on the Friendly City Insider Podcast. I'm Craig Hemingway, and we'll see you at the pool. <laughs>